What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of We're on the Block. I'm Sal, and as always, joined by Joe and Keith. And this is a really, really special episode. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year. I think I can say the same for you guys. This is our MLB offseason preview. We're going to be giving you free agent predictions and, you know, how we think teams are going to look and shape up for next year's 2022 MLB season. But before we get into that, we definitely want to get through the NFL lock of the weeks first. Joe... You're still hot with this, so I think it's only fair that you give us your lock of the week first and say why it's a, a lock. Yeah, I think uh, everyone knows here that I'm really the one pushing for the lock of the week because, you know, I don't want to brag or anything, but I am 3-0 and so far. Uh, not too sure what you guys... Well, I know what Keith is. I don't know what Sal is. I'd rather not say what I <laughs> So I, I, I'm thinking that I'm going against two guys that are 0-3. Anyway... This week, my lock of the week is the Kansas City Chiefs, minus two and a half against the Raiders. The Raiders have been good this year, um, they, but they just lost to the Giants. And I just think it's time for the Chiefs to get going. If the Chiefs are going to get going, I think it has to be this week in a big first place uh, game against the Raiders. And I think that they win this game. They're only minus two and a half, so give me the Chiefs. No, it's fair. I mean... Chiefs, Chiefs defense stepped up last week. They um offense well, did they, not. They were going against Jordan Love, so yeah. So, like, <laughs> like we talked about that before. Like last week, they're like, I said, this, if there was gonna be a week for them to step up, it was gonna be this week. So my lock of the week, however, is not the Chiefs, nor is it the Raiders, because the Raiders, fuck the Raiders. Yeah, they let you down. They let me down big time. Um, so I've I've kind of toyed around with this one. A little back and forth, but I'm a little confident. The t- Tennessee Titans are hot. And even though they don't have Derrick Henry, I think they will cover minus three against New Orleans Saints. Fair. Offense looks to be kicking right now. Uh, and for my lock of the week, I hope I don't go 0-4, but I'm taking uh, Rams minus four against San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Rams laid an egg last week against a Derrick Henry-less Titans. Ryan Tannehill did not play good, but... Let's just face it, the Rams played even worse. Matt Stafford had a terrible game, probably his worst game of the year. Uh, I think they turn the page and take it out on this Niners team that's 3-5 and five and banged up as it is. And I guess I can carry over with this some breaking news before we got on to the show. OBJ is now a Los Angeles Ram, so that just makes the Rams, I guess you could say, technically more dangerous. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have. Uh, there's no denying he's talented, but we'll see uh, – how it works out for them, but I think, give me Rams four, minus four. I think uh, the Rams are Monday Night Football this week, right? Yeah. Cool. So Sal has Monday um, Night Football. I'm you know, telling you, uh, Odell is catching a touchdown if he plays. That's my prediction. It'll also be Von Miller's debut. He did not play last week, so OBJ and Von Miller yeah. more than likely will be making their debut. You know, I uh, was going to toy around with another uh, spread for my lock. Well, well, we get yeah. we get we get two picks now. No, no, I'm just gonna <laughs> give you another option, uh, another one I was thinking about. I was really sitting on um, the um, the Colts. No, not the Colts. The Jaguars plus ten and a half. They've been good so far. <laughs> Jaguars have been good. Colts not so good. I mean, they beat yeah, they, the Jets, but they, they let the Jets almost sneak sneak in that backdoor cover last week. So they did cover ten and a half last week. So yeah, but they also went against Josh Johnson. And then, but at the same time, like the Jaguars somehow. That might have been one of the most unentertaining football games of the year, but they, they beat the Buffalo Bills last week, held them to six points. 
but Chua, I think uh, we'll be coming uh, for a statement. Yeah, yeah, Jets. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about that game. <laughs> All right, so like Sal opened up the show with, uh, we are doing off-season predictions. Uh, he Sal has been on his toes all week, uh, and I mean, I'm a. I think I would consider myself a little bit behind you in excitement, but I am definitely excited for this episode. And I mean, where do where do you even start? Um, there's this off season. I feel like in particular uh, has a lot of moving Very pieces, big. and I think that there's a lot of implications. A lot of things could change. I think you know a couple teams that could still be at the top, regardless of their off season, like maybe the Astros, the, the, Dodgers. the Dodgers. But there, <clears throat> this will the off season will be a big um, indication of what's going to happen next year. So. I think the best place to start is the shortstop market. Mm-hmm. Um, Loaded. So shops, so many market. new shortstops, or not new shortstops, but free agent shortstops. Some faces in new places, for sure. Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, um, Marcus Simeon, uh, who am I missing? Javi Baez. Javi Baez. I fucking hate Javi Baez, <laughs> but that's, that's for another time. So I guess we start. Um, you know what? This is how we'll start. Who do you think will be the first one to sign? Mm, well, and I think it's tough because I don't think Carlos Correa is going to be the first one to sign. I think, I think he's going I think to be... it's Corey Seager. You really... I think Corey Seager jumps on it, tries to make his market his market. Correa will wait for him, and he'll ask for more than Corey Seager then. I feel like I feel like that could be a case, but I just think like Corey Seager might want to play off of Correa's contract. And it's a, you know what it, it kind of how how aggressive the teams are. You know what it kind of reminds me of, like like it, it's obviously not the same position, but Machado and Harper, neither of them signed for a long time when they when they were free agents. And I'm not saying I'm I see the same thing, but with all of these like uh, this talk of shutdown happening with the CBA and stuff like that. Who knows when the first person's going to sign? Yeah. I think it might be one of the, the the guys towards the bottom. Like I think Trevor Story might be the first one to sign. It's it's, it's hard tough because I mean if you're like Seager, like I was saying, like you're Seager Correa, you're afraid that one of those bottom guys, like a Story or Baez, is going to take a team friendly deal to just get that assurance before the before a lockout happens. So look, and also being how it is, like there's going to be a team out there that's going to be aggressive with okay, do we really want to sit around and wait for one of them to sign and then have to overspend for the second one if we really want one of those top two shortstops? It's tough. I would say Seager, if he wasn't a Scott Boris client, I think because he's a Scott Boris client, I don't think he's going to allow Seager to sign before Correa. I think Correa, no matter what, he's getting over $300 million. From the, whatever team, we'll definitely get into that. But I think if you're Seager, you probably should wait until Correa signs and then get as much money as you can That's as possible, try and get so. as close to 300 as possible. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, it really – if you ask me, I think it will be probably one of the other three guys. It's been reported that Baez – I know you're not a fan of him, Joe, but he has several suitors already looking at him. Story, I'm sure, will have multiple teams out for his services as well. And Marcus Simeon, man, he had arguably the best year out of all five of these guys. But defensively, you know, he's a little shaky at shortstop, but – you know, Toronto's going to make a big push to keep him, but there's been reports that he likes the West Coast, and, you know, there's teams out West who have money and were in contention last year and can add a guy like Simeon and really make a push next year. Um, so let's let's start off with Simeon. Um, where do you think he is going to go, and do you think he's going to get that type of deal where it's 
over 100 mil because personally I feel like he might get that. I think he might get a little bit above that. Like I'm thinking like five for maybe or four four or five for maybe like 110, 120. I think that's the range. Um, and I could see a team like for me, uh, I, I saw that the Texas Rangers are looking to spend a lot of money. And I feel like those other shortstops are going to go to contenders. And I feel like he might be the odd one out that just gets the money. So I, I see Texas as a spot for him. It's interesting. And I guess you're, you're also feeding off of what I think about the West Coast or Simeon. Exactly. My, my predictions are a little bit of sprinkled in with some hope. Uh, I have Simeon going to the Seattle Mariners. I just think they have money. They were in big contention last year. Uh, they were very close to that wild card spot. They're due to increase payroll again this year. They've said they wanted to make a splash, and I think they could fit Simeon right into that lineup, and I think that's where he goes. And one thing about them, too, is that they have made a splash in the past. Mm-hmm. So, like, Robinson Cano, they, they yep. signed him to a big deal. And if they have the money, they feel like they have the money, I could definitely see that in yeah. the spot as well. And I'm, I'm with you on the contract, too. I, I had him for, like, 5, 120, 125, very similar. Yeah. Well, that just took a lot of steam out of my boat because I also have Marcus Simeon going to the Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Is um, it good or bad that me and I, you did the same thing? I don't know. Is it better than our picks of the week? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I start getting yeah, rattling these uh, off like I'm rattling the picks. Good, of good the thing week. we don't have money on these. I mean, yeah, I don't think I want to put money on these. <laughs> um, realistically, though, like I again, I think that the Mariners they saw they were. A lot better than people thought they would be last year. And they might try to jump on it and be, capitalize. This guy wants to be West Coast. I don't think Dodgers are really going to be in the market for a shortstop. I mean, if they were, they'd just recycle yeah, Corsica. it would just be Sega. The Angels, I feel like you can look at the Mariners Angels be like, which one is better for me? And I think the Mariners a little more focused on being a getting a shortstop compared to the Angels. Angels are pitcher heavy right now. Yeah, I think the Angels have to go over a pitcher, if you ask me. I mean, I, and I feel like we've said that for so long. Um, but because I think the next... still have not gotten that yeah, pitcher. Yeah, exactly. The, next, we'll the next shortstop that I think we should go for is someone who's probably as comparable to Simeon as possible. So I think Story uh, gives you basically the same... Well, for me at least, I, I have Story getting a little bit more than Simeon. But I don't think it's going to be a crazy difference, which is weird to say because just last year we were thinking of Story as like a a, a five tool player, um, and I see him going to like well, getting five years, same thing, maybe like a little bit over one ten. So I say like one twenty five, one thirty, something like that. Uh, and in my prediction, I have him going to the Cardinals. I see a lot of people um, thinking of the Cardinals as a spot for him. The more that I think about it, it's like Paul DeJong is already there. And he just won a gold glove, but at the same time, they do need help on offense. So, yeah, I I, I went back and forth on story too. Uh, I considered the Cardinals. I see the connection there. Uh, I also juggled between Houston, but I went with the Philadelphia Phillies. Ooh, I just think I just think you know Philly needs a shortstop. I'm sorry, you know you're a big DD fan, <laughs> Joe, but they said that they there's a chance they move on from him. Uh, Mistake. But no. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the last team who moved that's, on from Didi? That's, I guess, a fair point. One of the other teams we're talking about today. But no, yeah, Story would definitely fit Philly's need. Uh, this is a wide-open division. I know it's kind of hard to say that with the, the World Braves Series champion the in that division. Series. But, you know, any team that division that makes noise this offseason, I think I said it last show, can make a strong push next year. Because, again, that, that division is just simply wide open. You don't know what's going to happen year in and year out. It's been very a very inconsistent division. 
past couple of years. So I think Story would be a good fit for for Philly, and I think around around the same like five years, one ten, one twenty, something like that. Well, Sal, we don't have the same pick for this one. Okay. I have <laughs> Trevor Story going to the Texas Rangers. Okay, so. I think it's a strong attachment. I I think it's a good team. He's going to chase the bag. I think the Rangers are a team that's going to be aggressive in pursuing him. Maybe they miss out on Marte and throw him a lot of money. Oh, not Marte. Sorry, Simeon. Don't know why I said that. I feel like I feel but, like though we have the same idea with that. Like the yeah, Rangers like, are going to look. Rangers going to go for a shortstop. Yeah. I just picked Trevor Story over Simeon. And you know what? It's like I was saying before. I mean, you would think like last year saying, oh, who's going to get more money between Story and Simeon? You would have said Story. It, it would have been a landslide for Story. Yeah. And I mean, now it's it's. Might still be story, but it's close. Now, listen, people were talking about story being the Yankees guy. Yeah, for and a, he, quite a while, he, even going into this season at the deadline. Not even it, just that, but he was considered like maybe one of the best shortstops in baseball, mm-hmm. if not the best shortstop. Yeah, in baseball. I mean, it's it's not a knock on him. I mean, he's not by no means is he a bad player. He's an all star caliber player. It's just this is a loaded free agency class. He's not coming off the best year. I mean, he didn't have a bad year, but we've seen Trevor Story have better years than he had. In his in his walk year, yeah, and you know playing in Colorado he doesn't get much spotlight. So you know, I mean, again, this could be this could be a steal of free agency. You know, with what Correa yeah. is going to get, what Seeker is going to get, Simeon's probably going to get more than Story now, like you said. So you, you don't know. I mean, he's not like it's not old. He's going to move to a new stadium. That's that's not Colorado. We'll see how he adjusts to that. But yeah, you don't know. So I forget is uh Texas a new stadium? Yes, hitter friendly. Um. Eh. It's kind of it's average. so so. Yeah, uh, I mean, Corey Kluber threw a no hitter there, so I wouldn't say it's the most sure. fr- uh, hitter friendly park. So he's going from the most hitter friendly park to another park that will. Not I, yeah, I mean, it's that's it's, part. I think that's also part of the question marks around Trevor Story. You don't know how he's going to react to not being Colorado, mm-hmm. and his home road splits were like kind of alarming. Right. Um, but nonetheless, um, he had a bad walk year, but we'll go to someone who kind of had a good end of the year in their walk year and that's Javi Javi Baez um Javi Baez is such a controversial figure to me because when you look at his when you look at his numbers he hits home runs he gets RBIs he's fast he plays great defense but it's like you got to take all that with a grain of salt because he's top uh or he's top 10 in strikeout rate and he's bottom 10 in walk rate every year so his OBP is not going to be good his his hitting metrics his advanced hitting metrics are never going to be good or they'll be okay, but they're not going to be amazing. Um, anyway, with that being said, a lot of teams like Javier Baez, so I feel like he'll get close to that 100 million. I don't know if he's going to get above it. I think he'll be a little bit below 100 mil, and I think he'll have like a four-year deal or so. And I don't know. I, I I'm moving back and forth between the Cubs and the Mets. But I'll say that he'll he'll stay with the Mets. All right. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good part for me to be devil's advocate because I have him going to the Chicago Cubs. Okay. It just seems like the fit. I mean, he is the he's the guy that they traded. And he's it kind of gives me that that Wallace Chapman vibes when he got traded to the Cubs from the Yankees and then went back. I just I feel like all the uh, the talk about it right after he got traded was. Yeah, the Cubs will be interested in getting him back. Very similar to like the Chapman situation. There was, yeah, there, there was. So I think that that's just writing on the wall, maybe. I guess I'm the tiebreaker in this. Joe has the Mets, Keith has the Cubs. I have him going back to the Mets as well. Uh, they traded for him. Lindor's his boy. Uh, it just makes too much sense just because the Mets improved their defense last year. I think they want to 
take a step back because don't get me wrong, Javi Baez is an excellent, excellent defender. But I think he does get the hundred million though. By the way, yeah, I, just, I just feel yeah, like he yeah. does just because there's so many suitors out for him, like we said, and you know it the all Mets depends the, on the rest of the market. Yeah, and I just feel like the Mets can't afford to take a step back. Is he a Boris guy or no? No, no. But again, it's just the just the way the markets go. There's there's five. Of, I mean, there's four of the great shortstops. Uh, I just can't see the Mets just you know. Saying screw, we're just gonna let him walk. Yeah, I, I think he, play, he played good there. I mean, like he, again, he, 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 really he had well. he had the off field things with the fans, but I mean, that's you know, just, he uh, he proved he proved he can perform in New York. Yeah. I mean, it was a, and it was a small sample size, but if he can do that, you know, you, you sign up for yeah. that. I mean, that's fair. I mean, one team I thought that I sat around with that wasn't the Mets or for him was uh the Astros. I thought he had like a lot of good ideas. Like him going to the Astros is a kind of slept on idea, maybe because they're gonna lose Correa most likely. Unless he takes that embarrassing offer they gave him, and Astros looking to offer a short-term, lower AAV contract, it kind of seems like Javi Baez might be that guy. I was thinking of Trevor Story, kind of for the Astros no, going yeah, back and forth. Yeah, I, I think that the Astros might end up getting one of these guys, the shorter ones. Um, I suppose there's too much of a market for the short-term shortstop. Yeah, it, it might not be worth it for them in the end, uh, but. I think we should go to the longer-term shortstops now. This is really the cream of the crop of uh, free agency. And I feel, like, excited. I feel like we're going to get a little bit of bias in this next pick. Um, Corey Seager. I, you know what? I'll let, I'll let Sal go first because I think everyone knows what my... Me and Keith are both going to say. So. Uh, well, if we're talking about Corey Seager, uh, I just feel like he's a natural fit. For the New York Yankees, uh, he's a lefty bat in Yankee Stadium. He's due to hit 30 to 35 home runs a year. Uh, decent shortstop fielding wise. Grew up a Yankee fan, by the way. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, and and like it's been reported, you know, even if you know a couple years into the contract, he isn't a shortstop anymore. The Yankees can easily just slide him over to third base. They have the infield prospects, Anthony Volpe, Oswaldo Peraza, whoever, whoever it is, probably Volpe, but he could easily be the shortstop of the future. And I just think it just makes too much sense. You know, there's just, the Yankees have history with Boris. They just signed Garrett Cole from him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this is just kind of like a can't-miss thing for the Yankees, especially with their struggles at short, you know, these past couple of years. And, you know, Corey Seager's just a guy, you know. There's, there's really nothing... There's no real flaw to him, really. I think we're I think we're sweeping the board with this one. Just correct me if I'm wrong, Keith. No, I will not correct you. All right, so the Yankees, um, we have all of us have him going to the Yankees, but I think the real question is, how much money is he going to get? So, like, as you previously said, Sal, you think Correa is going to get over 300? Does Corey Seager reach 300? Um, in my opinion, I. I think I, I, it would feel rough for me if the Yankees gave him over three hundred. I could see him getting it. I don't. I wouldn't be happy if he got it. So like, I would hope it's more in that two seventy range. Uh, I think like I kind of hinted at it earlier when I said I think he's gonna be first one signed. I think Yankees are super aggressive with him. Don't want to sit on that shit. We have to pick between Carlos Correa or Trevor Story situation because Corey Seager went somewhere that they didn't. That they were too slow on. I think they give him the 300 mil. I think he gets something like 11 for 310. I think they give him an extra year for the for the lower AAV so they can go spend a little more on a, on another player. Well, as a Yankee fan, and uh, I hope it's not 300 million because especially with this team, ever so recently, every penny counts. <laughs> Hopefully not this offseason, but that's just how they seem to operate. 
uh, it's been reported that you know they're willing to go over the luxury tax, but we'll definitely get into more of that as we go through these predictions. But uh, I think it could come down to where it was similar with Garrett Cole and, and Scott Boris. You know, I think I'm pretty sure the Yankees sat around seven, eight years with Cole, and then Boris and Cole pushed for the ninth year, and the Yankees gave him the ninth year, but they he got lowered very slightly. So maybe they'll give Seager, you know, nine years. And a little under three hundred million. I think that could be the middle ground that you see between the two parties. All right, so um, we will save the last domino for later. Um, it, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah, let, let's do that. So, a little bit of a cliffhanger right here. Instead, we'll go to some. Uh, we'll go to some pitching because everyone loves some pitching, right? And the one guy that I have in mind right now to start with, well, a couple guys actually. But older guys, um, one of them received the qualifying offer and one of them didn't. We'll talk about Verlander and we'll talk a little bit about Kershaw. Uh, these are these are guys that are both intriguing to me just because they're both older. Obviously, uh, they both had kind of issues with injuries. Um, but Verlander's coming off Tommy John. Kershaw is coming off. You know, he had a good a forearm uh, he, injury. Yeah, he had a decent season. I think when he was pitching, he pitched pretty well. Yeah. But there's some questions around his health yeah. recently. If I'm, if it's me uh, saying this, I think that Kershaw is going to go back to the Dodgers. I can't see him anywhere else besides the Dodgers. And I've seen like, oh, like because they didn't give him the qualifying offer, he might not go back. It's possible, but again, like who would really go after Kershaw? What would the deal look like for him? I feel like it's just going to be a couple years with the Dodgers. And then as far as Verlander goes, I could see him going back to Houston, um, but I could also see him going to like a Tigers or Yankees. So. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. I think Kershaw goes back to the Dodgers and that whole stuff about the not giving him the qualifying offer. Listen, it doesn't mean that they can't you know sign him back. It doesn't mean that they're not interested in him. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's hard to see Clayton Kershaw in another uniform besides the Dodger blue. And you know, I think they could definitely set on like you know a two three year deal. You know, obviously he'll probably get like close to if not more than twenty million per year. But I think even with the Dodgers. Probably going to lose Chris Taylor. Probably going to lose Corey Seager. Even though it said that they are still interested in yeah. at least making a run and bringing him back, you know. And 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 listen, money's never an issue for the Dodgers. So and they've always been a pitcher-driven organization. So there's really no reason why Kershaw should not be still a, a potential spot for him to stay there. You know. Uh, Kershaw. I mean, it's hard for me. I I agree. It's hard to see him not being a Dodger. If anything, I would say the Rangers is are the other spot. But I'm gonna keep him in the Dodgers. I think he stays Dodger blue. Just I see, seems too hard mm, to see it. Interesting. I, I would just, never. I never would. I. I didn't think we would all have a clean sweep on. Well, on I Kershaw. just feel like when you look at someone like Kershaw, it's like he's not just, really. He's probably not gonna take the money to go somewhere else because right. he's made so much money in his career. Yeah, and I mean the biggest thing was him going back to to Texas and pitching for his hometown. Yeah, but, but and you know we know Texas I mean, wants to spend money, but again, I, I, mean, I just I guess, don't see it. I, I guess in it. the. I guess you could play devil's advocate with that and be like, well. Rangers might not pay him, but maybe Houston will with losing Verlander. What do you think? What do you guys think about Verlander? Though? We'll see. I mean, do you, oh, well, I guess Verlander, we'll jump into that. Do you have them losing Verlander? I do have them losing Justin Verlander. I have him going to the 107-win San Francisco Giants, oh, man. who are rumored to be active in the starting pitcher market. It's not New York, but it's San Francisco. And I think they're a team that's saw what happened last year. I think they're going to invest in this. I don't know if it's going to work, pay off for them. I don't know if the Giants are a 107-win team again. But I think they're going to be aggressive. I think they're going to go sign a pitcher, and it's going to be Justin Verlander. 
Joe, who do you have Verlander going to? I I was going to say, well, Verlander, for me, I said before, I think he'll go to either the Tigers with A.J. Hinge again, and obviously that's his old team, or I think he could go to the Yankees just because it's kind of like a Kluber situation last year, uh, and I think the Yankees would take a swing on him. But, Keith, I do want to go back to your Giants pick because I think the Giants will be active, right? Mm -hmm. 107 wins, and they did it with kind of no big names. But I do think that they'll be content with re-signing their guys. So, like, in my opinion, I think, like, they'll get Gosman back. And I say, yeah, they still have him on the market. And now. I think mm-hmm. that they'll get someone like Chris Bryant back, who we'll, we'll go into that later. I've seen a lot of things saying that he has, they don't want Chris Bryant back. Really? So, I, don't know. I don't know. So I said that they don't value his defensive versatility. He's not a great defender anyway. That's what I was saying. To, that's we'll, what I was we'll, saying. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. You guys are starting to spoil a little too much. But, <laughs> but going into to Verlander, uh, it's tough. You know, I went back and forth, too. Uh, I, I told you guys this. If, if Houston was willing to give this guy a qualifying offer and risk him taking it, uh, you got to assume that Verlander is, if not close to what he was, or at least Houston thinks that. And Houston's probably one of the smartest organizations in baseball. He just had a showcase where he was hitting, you know, 96, 97. Yeah. And they said his pitches look great and it looked like the Verlander of old. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, they did say the same thing about Kluber last year. Not to say that Kluber was absolutely terrible. Kluber but was good when he was Listen, and, and, and the thing is, too, people don't realize, like, Kluber had a shoulder issue and Verlander has an elbow issue. You may think the elbow is worse, but shoulders nowadays the, the, the elbow is easier to fix than the shoulder. The shoulder yeah. can always come back to bite the you. The shoulder's got a lot of mobility yeah. issues. Your wind-up gets messed up mm-hmm. sometimes. And the Tommy John, you know, I know he's 39 years old. You really don't know, but, you know, I mean, if you're asking me, I would be more confident in giving taking this risk on Verlander than I was on Kluber uh, last year, which I wasn't, liked, which I wasn't too Kluber high about anyway. We like the Kluber signing. I liked it, but again, I like... It's a good, good yeah. low-value trade. I liked the signing, but I just didn't like that that was the Yankees, you know, Start move that they banked on, yeah. yeah. But in this case, I do have Verlander actually going back home. Well, not home, but his original roots to the Detroit Tigers. Anything easy to get a two-year deal because of it, because... You know, if he's going to test the open market, it Same makes more sense for him to get a two-year deal because he got the qualifying offer. But do you think I he think gets... it makes sense with Hinch there and whoever else goes there. That's, we'll get into that's that. interesting. So I guess, like, my question is, if he takes the multi-year, do you think he gets more or less than the 18 mil more. qualifying? You think, I th- he's, I think, I think, you think he's he gets getting more years and more money? Yes. You think he's going to get, like, two for 40? Yeah, probably more, yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I saw two for 40 floated around by some people, but... I, I don't know. I, I mean, if, if he's getting that's, that's that, a lot of a prove, that's more than a proven deal. That's a we trust you to be good. Deal. I think it's yeah. going to be more. I mean, think about it. the qualifying offer is for eighteen point four million dollars, and if he's going to get you know a second year, I don't think anyone goes three. But yeah, but I feel like the second I, year makes it easier for them to lowball the money because he's getting a second year of value. It's tough, but is someone like Verlander easy to lowball? You know, I mean, this. Guy I mean, I is, feel like you can easily give him like uh, you can give him two for seventeen. It's tough because like he 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 can even pitch. You know, like just because he's Justin Verlander, like he he's pitched in World Series, he's pitched in big games, he has the experience, and he's one of the smarter guys. He's right, like, exactly. He's a dog too, mm-hmm. like, and like, his impact goes beyond what he brings to you on the field. Like even if you know, God forbid, this guy is on a pitching limit. Yeah. Isn't that Justin Brown their role is only like maybe 70-80% of what he was. His knowledge on to a team like the Detroit Tigers who's up and coming, who is looking to be active this, this offseason, has a good farm system, yeah. has young pitchers like Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Scooble. This guy is going to have such a tremendous impact on them. That's true. And I think that's a kind of like an investment more so than just, a, you know, we're just signing a guy for you to pitch. That's very fair. Where are we going next, Joe? 
I think that we should go to the last couple pitchers that we have here. Um, okay. We could go with Carlos Rodon, um, Marcus Stroman, and Noah Syndergaard. I think let's start with Rodon and then we'll go with the other two. Oh, and Gosman as well. Yeah. Gosman as well. Um, but let's go with let's go with the non-Mets pitchers first. So like Rodon, yeah, Rodon. I think he'll get so. To me, I feel like Rodon will get more of that deal that you were saying for Verlander, and this might be a scary, uh, scary proposition, but I think the Astros have a really good shot at signing Rodon, just because they're like one of those analytical teams, um, and Rodon was great <laughs> last year according to analytics, so. I say like uh, two for forty something for Rodon for the Astros, and I do think that they're going to get someone else too. But we'll get to that later. Well, uh, me and Keith yeah. just kind of looked at each other yeah, while Joe was saying that was... because I got a bad feeling about this one. Yeah. Uh, I also have Carlos Rodon going to the Houston Astros. Uh, they need some starting pitching help as well. Yeah, so. especially with me losing having them Verlander? lose. Yeah, especially with me having them losing Verlander. They need starting pitching help. Uh, you saw that when McCullers went down in the yeah. World Series, well before the World Series, yeah. but. You know, and it's just like that upside move that I feel like makes so much sense. Like it's so Houston Astro. Like that's what I'm Carlos, saying. That's, yeah. that's what I was. If Carlos to say, Rodon right? goes there, you know, I know there's a little bit of an injury injury risk with him. He had a limit last year. He pitched every sixth day instead of every fifth day. But you know, it's it's just kind of like yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he's talented, and you know, if he's gonna break out of that innings cap, this guy is like a guy who could potentially win the Cy Young next yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, and to clean sweep it, I also have him going to the Astros. I mean, I kind of said I feel like the Astros are going to be aggressive in getting a pitcher back when they lose Verlander. And mine was Carlos Rodon. I thought I was being a little smart about this. Me too. We all thought we were being like very analytical with this, but we uh, so all then, saw eye to eye. And, so, and just another quick point, yeah. too. I mean, I think Houston definitely would want to be active in the pitching market. I mean, not that there's a correlation of any kind, but you want to get guys you can trust because there was a report that uh, – Brent Strom is not coming back to yeah, Houston. Yeah, I did see that. So, um, all right, so let's go with Gosman now, and I think it's easy for me. Uh, I think he's going to go back to the Giants. Um, not really sure the length of the deal or anything, but he kind of grew up there. Like, not obviously he didn't he didn't start his career there, but I'm saying he turned into a really good pitcher there, and I don't see any reason for them not to resign him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that they're gonna. I said they're going to be aggressive. I, I said they're going to get Verlander. I think they're going to also re-sign Gosman. I think they're going to add on to that rotation. They're not going to replace him. Well, uh, I mean, we might as well just go grab the broom out. This is a sweep <laughs> in a row. Uh, I also have Kevin Gosman going back to the Giants. Like 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 you said, Joe, it's kind of a no-brainer move. He's This is where he excelled. Uh, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't go back. I did see that he was really looking forward to being with Posey again, but... That's obviously yeah. not going to happen now that Posey uh, has decided to retire. But, you know, Gosman was their guy all of last year, him and Logan Webb. Even Desclafini came up big. But he's, like, pretty much like their ace or their, you know, kind of co-ace with Logan Webb now. So I think it just makes so much sense to bring him back. I think it'll be around, like, a five-year deal. Maybe he'll get close to, if not over, 100 million. Yeah, I agree. That's just the market because there's so many pitchers. Um, so, like, the other two pitchers that I said, Stroman and Syndergaard, um, Let's see if we're bringing out the Bruins with this one, too, because I think the Mets are getting both of them back. Um, I think Stroman will get a decent amount of money, and I think Syndergaard, like we were saying before, so I think there's a chance he accepts a qualifying offer. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Mets need pitching, so I think that both of those guys will be back with the Mets next season. We're not taking out both Brooms, but I will give hit, I will give you Marcus, uh, not Marcus, I'll give you Noah Syndergaard. 
So you think? I think he takes qualifying. I have Marcus Stroman going to your reigning World Series champion Atlanta Braves. Oh, sounds <laughs> face. No, no, no. I mean that, that might be the boldest. I, I, think like, I don't that, think I don't think I've seen that anywhere. I yeah, I feel like the Braves see like they have the issue, they have the injuries to Freed and Soroka. I think it's I think it is a little sneaky. You I mean to Morton and Soroka. Yeah. I mean listen, let's be real. Like whatever you guys see online of all these like MLB free agency lists, there's gonna be people that go to teams that you, don't you won't think see you're anywhere. Yeah. Will not see predicted anywhere. So you know, I mean you, you never know. I, this is like it's, my it's, bold, it's, it's this is my point. boldest pick out of all of them. If, I just think yeah. it's I think it's a weird one. I think that the Braves will add on some pitching, and I think they aren't ready to give up that World Series championship just yet. Fair enough. Uh, I toggle back and forth about it. I'm still kind of undecided. Uh, All right, the most wait. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I went back and forth. I could see Stroman going back to the Mets easily, 100%. Uh, there's no reason why the Mets shouldn't have money to bring back Marcus Stroman and Noah Syndergaard. I have Noah Syndergaard except in the qualifying offer going back to the Mets. If he's healthy next year, he'll get a ton more and years next year. But I also think another team that's in play for Marcus Stroman, they're a team that's always in play for every sort of big-name pitcher, and it's the Los Angels. Angels Angels. I think we said this before the show. Eventually, they have to just get the pitcher. They missed on Garrett Cole. They missed on Trevor Bauer. You know, they missed on other pitchers in the past. They missed on, Mar- they missed, they missed on Max Scherzer. Uh, but, yeah, it's just – I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're definitely going to see a bunch of these pitchers' names – Linked to Los Angeles, and you know, there's a lot of pitches to choose from. I mean, maybe maybe one goes there, maybe it's Stroman. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So I guess I think that's kind of actually. You know what? We could do the we could do the last two pitches if you wanted now as well. So yeah. we got Robbie Ray and Max Scherzer. Uh, I think Scherzer for me, another kind of boring pick, I guess. But I think he is going to go back to the Dodgers just because of the uncertainty with um, Trevor Bauer. And I think he's going to get a lot of money, like a, a lot of money for a short amount of time. I, I'm going back and forth between two and three years. Uh, but if I had to guess at the end of the day, I think he'll end up getting three for like 110-ish, 120. Um, yeah, I and I think he'll go back to the Dodgers. 40 mil to Max Scherzer is a lot of money. I mean, man, look at how he pitched last year, See, though. I don't think the Dodgers will willingly go four years. Yeah, I don't think the team I do think would be willing to go four years. So Los Angeles Angels. So, so you're picking um, the Angels. I'm going the okay. LA Angels. Four years. Give them like 130. Okay, so like a lower AAV. If they, but if they're they going to give them that extra year, year, year. I think that they are hungry. I think they're willing to be like, all right, cool. We've, I mean, look, they just had pool holes who they just held on to until they were like, all right, we're sick of you. And just let them go finally. And I, I, I think can't. they're going to be okay with getting him if it means they – Pounce on the rest of Trout's career until I see them get a pitcher. I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. I well, feel like every year we talk about it. I, I feel like Scherzer is the kind of guy that they have the most leverage to go to because not every team's going to give him the years. Like Cole, the Yankees are going to give him however many years that they thought they needed to. Yeah. Like Robbie Ray, also, I think there will be teams out there to give him years that he wants. <laughs> Stroman as well. Like Scherzer's the guy I think where you can be like, okay, he could want a fourth year. Because he wants to pitch into his forties, mm-hmm. yeah. No one's gonna give it to him. Like the guys had dead arm in the playoffs multiple that times. Is, well, that's the biggest thing that doesn't need to worry I would be, about. I would be doesn't con- need to worry about that. Nighttime. I That's the biggest thing I would be concerned about with Scherzer. I mean, again, like I, if you told me like Scherzer is going to join my team tomorrow, I'd sign up for it. But yeah. you do have to keep that in the back of your mind. But I guess once again, I'm the tiebreaker here between the two LA teams. 
But I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh, like we said before, there's no reason why the Dodgers uh, you know, won't sign him back. He was really undefeated going into the playoffs with them. They don't care about how much money they spend. And, you know, it, it's like they had by far the best team on paper last year. It didn't work out for them. But, you know, if you if you put Scherzer into that rotation with Kershaw have going back there, Walker Bueller, who could very well win the Cy Young next year, and Julio Urias, you know, it's – it's, it, it's, it, it's it's the best rotation in baseball. Like, let's just put it that way. But I think it'll be around three years, definitely well over $100 million. Yeah, and I think this is interesting because Keith has Scherzer going to the Angels, and I was just out here saying, like, oh, until they get a pitcher, I can't really see it. But mm-hmm. I have Robbie Ray going to the Angels. <laughs> so I feel like, like Keith was saying, it, it's got to happen sooner or later, right? And I think Robbie Ray will get five years or so, and if the Angels are willing to pounce, like he said, they'll give him the years. And I don't know, I think he'll get kind of like a Gosman deal, like how you were saying. I think that it'll be very interesting to see those two pitchers um, and their deals, because I think that they'll be very similar. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see which one gets more. Uh, well, we've, we've already seen on this show uh, someone predict a pitcher going to a rival. Uh, it's a little bit more of a hope again for me. Uh, I have Robbie Ray going to the New York Yankees. Really? They've loved this pitcher for many years. Uh, they tried to trade for him. Um, he very well will, may win the Cy Young. I'm getting butterflies in my stomach talking about it. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I just think the Yankees are going to make another big move besides getting Seager or getting whatever shortstop they get. But, you know... Their pitching was great last year. I mean, I won't, I won't say great. It definitely overachieved. But getting another hammer up in that rotation with Garrett Cole and someone they like in Ray, you know, he's kind of a similar career path. You know, he struggled, couldn't really locate his pitches, but now he seems to figure it out in Toronto. That's the big thing, too. If you take away someone like that from Toronto, man, that's that's huge because that's, that's a team that's trending upward. And, you know, if they lose Ray and Simeon in the same offseason, which we both have, you know, that, that that's – I still think they're going to be a good team next year, but you know, losing That'd two guys like that deal, is, is, yeah. is a big deal. But I just think it makes a lot of sense for the Yankees, man. And I think they're a team that could just throw them an extra year, give them six years, and somewhere in between, you know, in the middle of the 100 million range, maybe like 140, 150, why not? You know, they, they were willing to go the extra, extra year for Cole and, you know, someone like Ray, who you'll be paying only like, what, 23, $25 million per year. Uh, and you don't really have a ton of other money into your rotation. It's really just Cole. Yeah, so, into the rotation. Yeah. But yeah, you do have a lot. It is, but in, listen, the, they're saying the Yankees are going to improve their payroll this the year, wallets. and it's going to go up by a lot. Supposedly, so they, there's been reports. Ken Rosenthal saying it's going to be like 2008, 2009 offseason, right before they won the World Series, where they go on an absolute spending spree. Spending spree. Is it going to be that? I don't know, but if it's what reported is, then Robbie Ray fits into their plans. Yeah, because this is a guy they liked for years, and I'm comfortable giving him the money just because. You know, he seems to he have proven that he adjusted, and he's he's serious now. Yeah, I mean, he did it. Unlike unlike uh, Garrett Cole, there like there's no question. Like this is guy using foreign substances to get better. Like he is after the ban, and look, I think the three teams are the Angels, the Yankees, and the Toronto Blue Jays. And I will gladly say I have him going to the New York Yankees. Oh. <laughs> I've been a big. <laughs> I really thought I had something there. No, I have. I've been a big Robbie Ray guy for a very long time. I think he's always been a very good strikeout pitcher, and he figured it out. I 
it's more of a hope, I guess. I feel like the Yankees need that extra pitcher. They need to be able to rely on another guy. Like, you bring on a second Cy Young caliber pitcher, if Robbie Ray is what he was, I'm still a little skeptical, but I think the Yankees will trust the analytics and trust everything behind it. And if they're this serious, like we think they're going to be, I don't see why they don't go out and spend for a shortstop and a pitcher. And that's kind of why I said the Seager thing. Give them the extra year for the AAV. Bring on a pitcher. That's a, there might uh, be some bad the, karma going our, our way with it. not Simeon and Ray right. going back to the Blue Jays. Oh, no, I'm like, I, I very much I think the Blue Jays are more into this than the Angels will be. That's a that's a bomb that was just dropped on me because I, I don't think he's I, – I didn't even know that the Yankees were honestly considering him. So I guess we'll see. Um, but I think we should um, – at least for me, for my prediction, I, I kind of want to drop a little bit of a bomb. So I'm gonna go to the other side of town with New York, oh, uh, and I'm gonna this. say, "Come on, what? What do you guys think?" <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna say? have the same exact thing. What do you What do you think I'm gonna say? You talking about an outfielder slash third baseman? Yeah. All right. So I think Chris Bryant is gonna be uh, a New York Met. Um, <laughs> I I've kind of been. Sal, are we getting the brooms out? I've kind of voiced. Oh, we are getting the brooms out. All right, so so we all have Chris Bryant going to the Mets. <laughs> I've voiced my displeasure. You're welcome, with, Mets fans. You're welcome. I've voiced my displeasure with Chris Bryant in the past, but to me, this kind of just makes too much sense. They're in need of a third baseman. He's played with Javi Baez in the past. The Mets have been linked to him in the past, and the only thing for me is that like I've seen so many things where this guy's getting over 200 mil. How much money do you think he's going to get, Sal? Because I would, I, I would be I would not want to give him two hundred. Oh, once again, this guy's a Boris client, and you know, like, yeah, I know Chris Bryant. He honestly, Chris Bryant's probably one of the most polarizing figures in baseball, just because there's people who think he's amazing and he could win another MVP, or there's people like you, Joe, who think he's just simply overrated, and you know, his bat is overrated, and that the fact that he's just not as good of a, as a defender as people make him out to be, which could all be true. You know, he very well could reach his MVP level, or he can just be, you know, a guy who's just doesn't live up to his, his you know, his contract. Yeah. But I think he gets more years than people think. I think he gets, you know, maybe seven years out of this yeah. just because it's Scott Boris and he just yeah. knows what he's doing, man. And, and you know, I'm going to say his name a bunch of times, but it's just what he does. Oh. And it could be where he gets $200 million. I don't think he will. Uh, I think it'll fall just short, maybe like in the 175 range. Dude, Bleacher Report had him seven for 250. I know. I think it's a lot, but it's a lot of money. I, but to be fair, though, I mean, if a team's well, I, I even told you guys this before we went on. I don't know if I think the biggest thing with Chris Bryant is that I don't think anyone has Chris Bryant as their number one like option. Yeah, like right. like you said, Keith, you saw a report that San Francisco isn't even doesn't even like yeah, aren't, aren't inclined to bring him back. Yeah. So, like, again, you have all these shortstops out there. How many teams that want to spend money need a third baseman you could think of? I don't know. I mean, well, I like, it's, I, it's I don't, tough. I'm the, what am I, the only one out of us that has bias not going back to the Mets? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be what sets the Mets trigger to pay Chris Bryant. Right. And you can also say, too, in the flip side, for, for me and Joe's case, you know, the Mets have always been linked to Bryant. You know, they, yeah. they were close to trading for him. Uh, the Mets are going to make, or at least want to make a big splash, you know, other than just simply retaining guys. And I think this might be the most obvious guy. Uh, the Mets have always said they wanted, you know, third base help. I know they had J.D. Davis, who isn't bad by any means, but I would say Chris Bryant's a defensive upgrade over over J.D. Davis. Mm-hmm. And 
the Mets have also indicated it's known they need outfield help. And although he's not a primary outfielder, he's capable of playing the outfield. So you yeah. kind of kill two birds at one stone with this move. I guess getting Chris Bryant makes sense on paper. We'll just see how he performs. You know, it also makes sense if they lose Michael Conforto. Because yeah. lose one outfielder, you bring him back in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're we talking about Michael Conforto this game. Not really. And I mean, listen. To I, I think Michael Conforto is gone, which is why they get Chris Bryant as well. Yeah. Period. And, and just and just for the record too, I mean, if 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 anyone like is on the fence about Chris Bryant, I mean, the one thing you could I guess you could kind of say about him is he didn't. He actually had a pretty good postseason. He did. Like he didn't play bad, and I guess that's where it counts, but. He didn't. He didn't play bad in the postseason at all. He definitely played really well. He didn't have a against bad, the Dodgers. And if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he had like a solid like like se- second out of the season when he got traded to San Francisco as well. He was okay. He was solid. I think he, he had some like, big hits for them and stuff as well. And I think that's just Chris Bryant. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna have his ups and downs, and you're gonna have to live with it. Should they also get Anthony Rizzo at the Mets? I mean, if they're bringing the band back together. <laughs> I'm uh I'm gonna take a little swing. I feel like uh. I feel like we're all going to have the same one for this one. Um, and I think we'll go from one sweep to another. I think Freddie Freeman goes back to the Braves, and I don't think that that's even a conversation that we really need to have. Uh, Freddie you guys, Freeman you guys to the ATLGA, Atlanta, Georgia. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's going back to the Braves. Uh, they've tried to re-sign him in the past. They just won the World Series. The, 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 he's literally their franchise. He's yeah. the face of the franchise. Utterly shocked. He wants he to come back. Yeah, he wants to come back. They want him back. They're, they're, they'll, they're, they'll, they'll find a way. It'll be like sixty years, you know. Yeah. They'll, they'll, he'll be back. To me, to me, there's no reason to really talk about it. I feel like they're definitely going to get him back. So now, if I'm looking at this correctly, we have a few outfielders left, and then we have the the big guy, Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we could just bang out these outfielders real fast. Ribbit. The most important one, um, I think, on our radars is Starling Marte. Please, Jesus Christ, let him go to the Yankees. Um, but you don't have. Did you guys see who was starting in center field for the Astros during the the, the playoffs? Chaz McCormick like and Jose Siri. Jose Siri, I think Starling Marte is going to be a Houston Astro. How could that lineup get even better? I think. I think that. I mean, how, losing, do you replace, how do you replace Carlos Correa in a lineup? Yeah. You add Starling Marte. I think Starling Marte would be like really good at the top of the lineup. I don't even want to think about something like this happening. But I think <laughs> I, I think that the Astros just make they always make the right move and I feel like Starling Marte could go to Houston. They always make the sensible move too. It's like it looks good on paper, so they do it. Yeah. I also have a, a savvy move. Uh we all had Chris Bryant going to the New York Mets. So I think the San Francisco Giants kind of replace him with Starling Marte. Okay, that's interesting. I just think, you know, he fits the lineup well. Uh, it's kind of like a semi-bold take, but, you know, this is a Giants team that has to keep pace with the Dodgers any way they can now. And getting a guy like Marte to just put right into that top of the lineup. And, and then thing to note, too, I know, I know I said it before, but Buster Posey had a great year for the Giants last year. He did. And you're losing that offensive production as well. So you got to go out yeah. there and – acquire a bat if you're going to lose Posey and you're going to lose Bryant. So I think Marte is a guy who could fit there nicely. Makes sense. Um, I'm not going with either of those. Uh, Sal, you kind of said it earlier when we were talking shortstop market. I think the Philadelphia Phillies is going to be aggressive. And I think it's the I thought about that too. on paper perfect fit for both sides. I think the, the Phillies will be willing to pay him. I think Starling Marte will be a Philadelphia Philly. Okay. 
Interesting. So that's one of, I mean, it might not be the first one, but it's one of the first ones that we all have something different. Um, so we got these these other outfield this year. The one that's intriguing to me um, is Chris Taylor. He is going to get more money than I think that we initially thought he was going to get just because of the great points he's in the ad. Yeah. And Keith, I'm going to just relay right off of what you said. I think that the Phillies get Chris Taylor. That's what I have at least. Um Sal's smiling. I think it's a move that he is he's a winning player, right? And the Phillies need to win. They they haven't won in so long. And I think that if you're a smart GM, you should go after someone like Chris Taylor. Uh they might overpay for him, but I think that the, the Phillies are a good spot for him. Well, I also have him going to the Philadelphia hey, Phillies. Uh you know, I said before how they needed help with shortstop. They said they wanted to get a shortstop, so I had them getting story. But I think, you know, Chris Taylor is a guy that like you said, Joe is a fan favorite. Every team wants a guy like Chris Taylor. He's like a winning player. He could play all over the diamond. And I think that's something that the Phillies need. And they're gonna get Chris Taylor. They could put him in the outfield. They could you know, they could put him in the infield whenever they want to. You know, he's kinda of, he's literally, he's really the Swiss Army knife of a team. And I think he will do well this free agency too. I think he could get like a four year deal, you know, maybe even close to twenty million a year. Yeah, I know. But crazy. I mean, again, maybe it is over an overpay or maybe it's just simply, you know, doing what you got to do to acquire a player that knows how to win and just will have a great impact on other players on your team. Yeah, I mean, we're not clean sweeping this one, I'll be honest. Um, the, when I saw Chris Taylor, like, and we, I was thinking about it, to me it's just like a team that makes savvy moves is going to pick him up. And it's not going to be a big-name team because they're going to be spending money elsewhere. And I'm not even going to go with a savvy team because I don't even think that that's going to happen. I think he's a chase the bag. I have him going to... The Miami Marlins. <laughs> wow. I think they're just going to throw money at him and think that he's a good like veteran leader, going to help this team, and just hope they can be good at baseball. Well, so. see, the thing is, now I, I can I can do a little transition here because Nick Castellanos met with the Marlins, uh, or I think his agent met with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be an interesting fit. Uh, I really – Nick Castellanos, to me, is one of the more, like – confusing players in free agency like i have no idea where he's gonna go how much money he's gonna get i think he'll get 100 mil close to it i had to do a lot of digging to pick a team yeah yeah so for me um i see him going to a team that's like young um but good but are are looking to spend money too so i'm thinking of the mariners i'm also thinking of the tigers but the tigers i think will allocate their money elsewhere so i'm gonna go with seattle I went. I kind of chalked this one up as well. Uh, it's tough, right? Yeah, it's it, 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 it's, it's tough because like you you could see him going to an NL team just because of the DH that's probably going to happen sometime during the near future. But I actually have him going to an AL team. I have him going to a team that's we, we've mentioned a bunch of times. I don't. I haven't had them get anybody yet that we've talked about. So I think Nick Castellanos is going to go to the Texas Rangers. Uh, there's a team that they said they want to spend money. They want to increase their payroll by. Close to a hundred million. How they'll do it, I don't know. But this is a start, and they have young outfielders on their team, and you know maybe he'll just have a good impact on them. And you know, listen, the Texas Rangers need something, and the Castellanos is a good player. He's an All Star caliber player, so not a bad addition by any means for a team that's looking to find some sort of direction. Yeah, I feel like we got the same idea there. Kind of just like a young team, mm-hmm. uh, a team that's looking to spend a little bit. Uh, Castellanos will fit something like that. What about you, Keith? Uh, this again, very hard pick. Um, 
Just think he's going to go to a team that's young and hungry, good, and willing to spend money. He's a wild card, this guy. And I think he's going to go to a team that's chasing a wild card in the San Diego Padres. I think they need a little shore up that defense. The, the Not defense, the offense, really just... I was about to say, if you're looking to shore up the no, defense, no. Nick Castellanos... I think, I think he will be their answer at DH, potentially, if a universal DH does come out. I just think it makes sense for them. They need to get add a little offense and just... Seems like it's good move, not ton of money. They obviously poured a lot in already, but they still need to make some more moves. The team has the team was not as good as they thought they would be, and I think they're going to just add on to improve and not just say, "Oh, we'll correct the ship another way." Yeah, a team like the Padres is interesting just mm-hmm. because we none of us really gave credit to the Padres until that last yeah Casiano's take, mm-hmm. but like they're a team that finished under five hundred last yep. year, and they need to make a move because they have a lot of money tied to the roster. They were supposed to be good. And, I mean, I guess that they're kind of just banking on the manager to help fix a lot of their problems. We'll see if that's the answer or not. Um, But we have one last big fish to fry, unless you guys want to add anything else in before we do that. I think we're good, right? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, so Carlos Correa is the the biggest guy in free agency this year. And Sal's already said he thinks he's going to get over 300 mil. Whether he does or not, I think I don't even think it's a question anymore. I don't know if he deserves it just because last year he was great, don't get me wrong, but years past he's had injury history. You're really paying for his postseason success. And I think that all, maybe not all three of us, but I think a couple of us will have the same team here. Uh, I think he's going to go to the Detroit Tigers, um, and I think he'll get – 10 years and over 300 million dollars probably close to like see the real the real uh stepping point there is does he get more than Lindor I don't think he does I think he gets 325 Keith I'm also going with the Tigers um is that Lindor question I think he I play with this a lot um I'm gonna say yes I think he's going to capitalize on it. I think he's going to demand that big money, and I think he has the market to get that big money. He picked the greatest time to, to, to be, be a free agent mm-hmm. and have his best season of his career. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he had a seven-war year in 2021. Uh, yep. It really can't get much, that much better than that. That's more than all-star caliber. That's superstar caliber. But it's a clean sweep here as well. I think he goes to the Detroit Tigers. He realigns with A.J. Hinch, a young and up-and-coming team. Looking to spend money and listen that AL Central, it's not a great division. And I know Chicago is probably the team to beat, but it's not insurmountable. You hey, know, think if, about it too. If we if they get Correa, they get Verlander, they get if I they mean, get I make, said Castellanos, right. like if they get these guys And there's guys that we t- didn't talk about that I think they will be in the running for. Yeah. But and they have a young team already that has some potentially at young pitchers, they have young hitting. Think you about know. it too. Last year they were what uh, just a few games under 500. Right. They were like 75 wins, mm-hmm. 76 wins, something they, like that. Yeah, they, they turned all, in the right direction. They surprised yeah, sure. a lot of people. I thought they'd be a yep. lot worse. And AJ Hinch, regardless of what you want to say about him, he's, he's a, a good, good manager. manager, yeah. manager so. But I think the biggest question, like you said, Joe, is does he break Lindor's $341 million? It's tough. And I think when you look at the other shortstops on, on the market, I think when you look at Seager too, I think – it's tough to say. Like the Yankees talk about how they're interested in Correa, but I think you could also argue that they might be doing that just to kind of scare Boris and Seager's camp a little bit. Just kind of, you know, don't let them push you around. You know, 
we can easily just go after Correa if you don't meet our number. But I think Seager's the Yankees guy. I think Correa's Detroit's guy. But whether he gets $150 million or not really depends on the rest of the market. Uh, depends on how many other mystery teams come into the play for Correa. Because, like, again, you know, everyone's chalking up Detroit. You know, everywhere you look online, it says Detroit. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. You saw uh, – San Diego get Manny Machado kind of like at the last second. You know, yeah. they weren't predicted to get him at all. It was the Yankees, you know, it was other teams. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, is it out of the question? I don't think so at all. I think he could break it. It just depends who's in, who's who else is I just feel like when you look at his... He has such a great year. Like you said, it's the best time to be a free agent. Think Again, about it. If if this year, let's say, let's say this year that he just had... Let's say that it falls back to his previous years. Like him being injured for half the year... Kind of putting up okay hitting stats, but the defense is extremely solid. And being great, man, in the he's playoffs. get yeah, and being good, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's that's something you can't mistake him for. He's always been great in the playoffs, but if he plays like that, I don't think we're having a conversation of no. this much no. money. No. I don't even think we're having a conversation of three hundred mil. I, I think, think it's somewhere talk, in I think the we're talking more about up up until a few months ago. He wasn't going to get three hundred million. Exactly. Like opening and the opening day, he wasn't going to get three hundred. Exactly. Million. And now you're talking about breaking Lindor's uh, money for a shortstop. I well, think it all tough, depends though. on the rest of my, like again. I emphasize. I think Corey Seager gets thrown three hundred mil early, and he takes it early. That happens. Carlos Correa is in line to get yeah. three hundred forty. If that well, that's, happens, that's yeah. another thing too, though. How much more? How much money? More money? Do you think Correa gets than? Seager? Then Seager, like, is it a lot? Is it close? Because, like, if you think if we're Seager, talking, they both get the same amount of years. If you think Seager gets three hundred million, then I would say it's yeah. yeah. There's a chance he gets yeah. past Lindor. I, I agree too. Because then you're sitting on like, does he get say like if we were doing ten year deals for both of them? Because that's what Lindor got. Lindor got ten for three forty one or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So you, if you give if you give Seager three three hundred over ten, you you will give Correa an extra. Four million a year mm-hmm. to be on your team, and that gives you the three forty yeah. mil. And listen, this could be even another case of, uh, you know, Correa might even get an extra year than Lindor. Maybe he'll get eleven years. Maybe he'll get twelve years. You don't know. Yeah, that's possible. You don't know. I mean, it's just these contracts and these teams, like I said before, it's going to be so unpredictable. It's hard to get a good percentage of them right. But any mystery team can jump in at any time and just offer stupid money or x amount of years that you wouldn't expect. So. Well, yeah, I think we'll we see. Can, I think we all have at least one right, and it's Freddie Freeman. <laughs> listen, if we don't get Freddie Freeman right, then I don't know. He better be in some pinstripes. I'm, I'm aiming for like six or seven. That would be. I will gladly go. Like, I'll gladly go two you know and like sixteen or whatever we did. If all eighteen of them. Listen, I hope I hope I get two right. Corey Seager and Robbie Ray. <laughs> Those are the only two I want to get right. That's right. fair. So right, is I that think all we have? I think that's enough for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. This was definitely one of the more fun ones to make. I think you guys could mm-hmm. agree. Um, but we will be back next week with other sports. Yeah, I hope I surprise Sal like that every week now. Hopefully there's other trades to talk about as well. Okay, okay Sal. Don't <laughs> don't hint at it too much. All right, thank you guys. See y'all. See you guys. Take care.